Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm China. Today is the second day of December. Welcome. I realized that yesterday I didn't even like do an acknowledgement that we are in the last month of the year. Wow. I feel like we blinked and we got here. I'm telling you, I was sitting in this chair not that long ago saying, take some deep breaths. We're going to blink. It's going to go by. It's going to go by so quick. And it did, and now here we are, and we're gonna settle for a second, and then we're gonna blink, and then it's gonna be January 1st, and we're gonna be like, how did we get here? It's, it's what happens every year, and every year it takes me by surprise. But it's so great to be here with you today to read the Lord of the... <laughs> wow! The, the Lord of the Word, the Word of the Lord. He is, he is the, you know, wow, words, okay. I was going to say, you know, he was, he is the word and he was the word in the beginning. Um, I think I'm hungry and tired, you know? I, I read something a while ago that said, if you are tripping over your words, it's a sign that you are hungry. So I guess my brain is like, feed me. But let's uh, feed on the word of the Lord. Hopefully that wasn't as cringy as it sounded coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Promise I'll eat something afterwards. But come together and continue on in the book of first corinthians we are in chapters 12 through 14 continuing on with the voice translation for this week now let me turn to some issues about spiritual gifts brothers and sisters there's much you need to learn remember the way you used to live when you were pagans apart from god you were engrossed enchanted and voiceless idols led astray by mere images carved by human hands with that in mind, I want you to understand that no one saying Jesus is cursed is operating under God's Spirit. No one confessing Jesus is Lord can do so without the Holy Spirit's inspiration. Now, there are many kinds of grace gifts, but they are all from the same Spirit. There are many different ways to serve, but they're all directed by the same Lord. They, there are many amazing working gifts in the church, but it is the same God who energizes them and all who have the gifts. Each believer has received a gift that manifests the Spirit's power and presence. This gift is given for the good of the whole community. The Spirit gives one person a word of wisdom, but to the next person, the same Spirit gives a word of knowledge. Another will receive the gift of faith by the same Spirit, and still another gifts of healing, all from the one Spirit. One person is enabled by the Spirit to perform miracles, another to prophesy, while another is enabled to distinguish those prophetic spirits. The next one speaks in various kinds of unknown languages, while another is able to interpret those languages. One spirit works all these things in each of them individually as he sees fit. Just as a body is one whole made up of many different parts, and all the different parts comprise that one body, so it is with the anointed one. We were all ceremonially washed through baptism, together into one body by one spirit, no matter our heritage, Jew or Greek, inside or outsider. No matter our status, oppressed or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. Here's what I mean. The body is not made of one large part, but of many different parts. It would seem right for the foot to cry, I'm not a hand, so I couldn't be part of this body. Even if it did, it wouldn't be any less joined by, to the body. And what about an ear? If an ear started to whine, I'm not an eye. 
I shouldn't be attached to this body. In all its pouting, it is still part of the body. Imagine the entire body as an eye. How would a giant eye be able to hear? And if the entire body were an ear, how would an ear be able to smell? This is where God comes in. God has meticulously put this body together. He placed each part in the exact place to perform the exact function he wanted. If all members were a single part, where would the body be? So now many members function within one, the one body. The eye cannot wail at the hand. I have no need for you. Nor can the hand bellow at the feet. I won't go one more step with you. It's actually the opposite. The members who seem to have the weaker functions are necessary to keep the body moving. The body parts that seem less important, we treat as some of the most valuable. And those unfit, untamed, unpresentable members, we treat with an even greater modesty. That's something the more presentable members don't need. But God designed the body in such a way that greater significance is given to the seemingly insignificant part. That way, there should be no division in the body. Instead, all the parts mutually depend on and care for one another. If one part is suffering, then all the members suffer alongside it. If one member is honored, then all the members celebrate alongside it. You are the body of the anointed, the liberating king. Each and every one of you is a vital member. God has appointed gifts in the assembly, first emissaries, second prophets, third teachers, then miracle workers, healers, helpers, administrators, and then those who speak with various unknown languages. Are all members gifted as emissaries? Are all gifted with prophetic utterance? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Or are all gifted in healing arts? Do not speak or do all speak or interpret unknown languages? Of course not. Pursue the greater gifts, and let me tell you of a more excellent way. Love. What if I speak in the most elegant languages of people or in the exotic languages of the heavenly messengers? But I live without love. Well then, anything I say is like the clanging of brass or a crashing cymbal. What if I have the gift of prophecy and blessed with knowledge and insight to all the mysteries? Or what if my faith is strong enough to scoop a mountain from its bedrock, yet I live without love? If so, I am nothing. I could give all that I have to feed the poor, but I surrender my body to be burned as a martyr. But I do not live in love. I gain nothing by my selfless acts. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love isn't envious. Love doesn't boast, brag, or strut about. There's no arrogance in love. It's never rude, crude, or indecent. It's not self-absorbed. Love isn't easily upset. Love doesn't tally wrongs or celebrate injustice. But truth, yes, truth, is love's delight. Love puts up with anything and everything that comes along. It trusts, hopes, and endures no matter what. Love will never become obsolete. Now as for the prophetic gifts, they will not last. Unknown languages will become silent, and the gift of knowledge will no longer be needed. Gifts of knowledge and prophecy are partial at best, at least for now. When the perfection and fullness of God's kingdom arrive, all the parts will end. When I was a child, I spoke, thought, and reasoned in childlike ways as we all do. 
when I became a man, I left my childish ways behind. For now, we can only see a dim and blurry picture of things, as when we stare into polished metal. I realize that everything I know is only part of the big picture. But one day, when Jesus arrives, we will see clearly, face to face. In that day, I will fully know just as I have been wholly known by God. But now faith, hope, and love remain. These three virtues must characterize our lives. The greatest of these is love. So in everything, strive to love. Passionately seek the gifts of the Spirit, especially the gift of prophecy. You see, a person speaking in an unknown language is not addressing the church because he is really addressing God. Those over here don't understand because he is speaking in the Spirit the depths of the mysteries of the Lord. But a person who has the gift of prophecy teaches in a way that builds up the community, draws them near, and comforts them. Those who speak in an unknown language only strengthen themselves, but those who prophesy strengthen the community. While I'd like for you all to be able to speak by the Spirit in unknown languages, my preference would be for you to prophesy by the Spirit. Those who speak prophetically are God's mouthpiece and are far more useful to the church than those who speak in exotic languages unless there is another who interprets so that the community may be strengthened. I come to you, brothers and sisters, talking in unknown languages. What good would that be for any of you? You receive no benefit unless I speak to some of you to some word of revelation, knowledge, prophecy, or instruction in your own language. Look, if an inanimate object, musical instruments, like a pipe or harp, don't make a clear, distinct sound, how would you know what tune is being played? The bugle blares more like a clank. Who would know to prepare for battle? It's the same with you. Unless you speak a message in the language everyone understands, they won't know what you're talking about. You'll be talking into the wind. This world is full of languages. Each and every one of them have meaning. But if I don't understand the meaning of some, sound, then I become like a foreigner to the person speaking. And the person speaking will be like a foreigner to me. It's the same with you. In your passion for spiritual gifts, seek to strengthen the community of believers, and you will all be better off. So anyone who speaks in an unknown language should pray for the ability to interpret. Because if I pray in such a language, although my spirit prays, my mind isn't productive. What do I do then? I pray, with my spirit, but also with my mind engaged. I sing with my spirit, but also with my mind engaged. If you speak a word of blessing in the spirit only, then how will an uninformed person who can't understand your prayer say amen when you are done giving thanks? Even though you give thanks to God well, the unknowing person doesn't benefit. I thank God that I speak in unknown languages more than the rest of you. But when the church gathers, I would rather speak five words with my mind so I can be understood and train others than utter 10,000 exotic words. Brothers and sisters, don't think like children. Be innocent of malice, but mature in understanding. In the law, it states, I will send my message to this people with strange languages and foreign lips. And even when that happens, they will not listen to me, says the Lord. 
So speaking in unknown languages is not a sign to the believing, but a miracle to the unbelieving. Prophecy, though, is not a sign to the unbelieving, but for the believing. Imagine what would happen if the entire church gathered together, speaking in different languages, one foreign to the next. Then people who have never heard of such a thing or unbelieving people walk up on all that's going on. Will they not think each and every one of you were raving lunatics? But let's say an outsider unbeliever walks in on a different scene. All are speaking for God with great power and insight in a language they know. What then? Well, the outsider would come under the conviction of his own sins and be called to accountability by the words of all the prophets. The very secrets of his heart would be revealed and the right there mystified. He would fall on his face in worship to God, proclaiming all the while that God most certainly dwells among you. What should you do then, brothers and sisters? When you come together, each person has a vital role because he has each gifts. One person might have a song, another a lesson to teach, still another a revelation from God. One person might speak in an unknown language, another will offer the interpretation. But all of this should be done to strengthen the life and faith of the community. But if any do speak in an exotic language, limit it to two or three people at the most and have them speak at one time while another interprets for the rest. If there is not an interpreter present, then one should stay silent during the gathering, speaking only to himself and to God. Have two or three prophets speak and let others with discerning gifts evaluate the messages they hear. Now, if in the course of things, a message comes to another who is seated, then the first one speaking should be silent until this new message can be spoken. To avoid confusion and create a space where all can learn and be encouraged, let only one prophet speak at a time without interruption. You see, the prophetic spirits are under the control of the prophets because God is the author of order, not confusion. This is how it is in all gatherings of the saints. Wives should be respectfully silent at the gatherings as they are not allowed to speak and they should yield themselves to those in authority just as it is written in the law. When they want to learn anything in particular, they should ask their husbands when they get home. It creates a shameful situation for them to speak at church. Do you think the word of God came to the world by you or that it came only to you? Let any person who thinks he is a prophet or a spiritual person affirm these things that I write to you are the commands of the Lord. Whoever chooses to be ignorant of this will be treated as ignorant. So my dear brothers and sisters, passionately desire to prophesy, but don't ban the gift of speaking in unknown languages. Just maintain the proper order in all things. I think that last sentence sums it all up so perfectly. Just maintain the proper order in all things. Just do these things, desire these things to edify and uplift and encourage the church. Now, I will say, I think Paul really set this whole thing that he wanted to say up really well by starting these few chapters together. Really just, I mean, it's all one letter, but the chapters that we read today are really set up well because he's talking about, you know, one part of the body can't say, oh, I'm better than you or I don't need you. 
which we then kind of are putting the pieces together. Hey, like, wait, the body of Christ can't do this. If you are someone who has this gift, you can't say, wait, I don't need you. Truth is, is we all need each other because we are under one head, which is God. And so if we are all different parts, we all play different roles and we all need each other and we are all placed together intricately and we are all in need of each other. So let this be a reminder, especially for those who I'm including myself in this, feel like you can do life sometimes alone um, or maybe not alone, but you know, you can just be like, I'm kind of okay. Like I'm an introvert. Sometimes I, I can be a little too introverted if I'm recharged, if I haven't recharged enough and I'm like, I need to be alone all week. Um, and that turns into a long time. Uh, like Very quickly, like that happened to me as part of my story after postpartum and it just turned into a whole year of isolation. Um, and so I would just encourage you, don't do that. Don't stay in a place of, wait, I don't, I don't need people. I don't, I don't need that. I don't need the body. I'm good. I can be alone. Like, I'm or tell yourself the lie I'm not needed I'm not this I you know what I'm not a hand I'm just an eye like okay but eyes are important and hands are great but eyes are also important and the Lord made you um he made you that and so uh I remember uh, there's so many different times in my life that I've had that either I've had to or that I've chosen to take this test but there actually are spiritual gift tests that you can take online. I don't have one that I would recommend over the other. Um, it's something that you can take if you're curious. Also, if you know your spiritual gift, great. But if you don't, that's okay. Like you can you can ask the Lord to give it to you. Um, you can ask people who are around you. But I would definitely ask the Lord first. But there are tests that you can take if you are curious about them. Again, I don't have one that I recommend. Don't ask me. Just do your own research. Find one that you feel like is good. It isn't a billion questions. Um, and if you get a result that you're like, wow, I'm kind of shocked by this. Like, ask the Lord, like, Lord, what do you say about this? And if, you know, you're like, I don't know about this, you can take a different test or, you know, do with it whatever you want, basically. But they can be helpful because if you're someone who's like, I don't, I don't really know, you know, and that's okay to not know. It's totally okay. I remember I had taken mine and I was like, uh, okay, but I'm kind of like, surprised by this one because i think it'd be this one and so it's just really what you feel so ask the lord truly he'll tell you um but it is helpful to know one especially for if you are part of a church community and you are serving it's helpful for that to know like where you really do want to serve and um where you could be helpful and not just in the walls of the church but also outside of the walls of the church as well if you have the gift of administration, like I do, you know, figure out where that can be really greatly cultivated. Get around people who also have the gift of administration and learn from people like that. Get around people who are, you know, maybe not super great at administration and learn from them. If you have the gift of song, great. Use that to bring forth community and to bring praise to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like Paul did a great job of breaking all the, all this down. So I don't feel like it needs to be disintegrated anymore. I think he, he set this up beautifully and perfectly. And I love how he ended it where it was 
Ah, oh, gosh, no, I can't even remember verbatim what he said, but do this in order and do this well and do this to edify each other and to edify the name of the Lord. Do it properly. And also remember that you can have all of these things. You can have whatever you think is the coolest spiritual gift ever. You could have all of them. You could test and break the dang website and be like, wow, I'm super cool. But if you don't have love and if you are struggling with loving others as you love yourself or even loving yourself or loving God, which has got to all be combined, I'm convinced, then you are as about as pleasing to be around as a loud gong. That's what you sound like. Nobody likes them. If I'm in a in a restaurant where I see that, I'm like, I'm going to the other side. Just in case even somebody like bumps up against this. Absolutely not. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Let alone like a movie or a show where that's playing. Like, no, nobody likes that. I do not do not play that. I'm turning it down. I'm muting this. That is what you sound like if you do not have love. Annoying. Terrible. Should be muted. Stop talking. Stop being around. <laughs> like, where's the mute button? And you know, I got to tell myself that sometimes too. Like, hey, where, where's the love right here? I hear you. You are justified in your boundaries. You are justified in your sadness, your anger, your whatever. And we cannot say, hey, I'm I'm going to just put up all these walls or, and, or boundaries, whatever you want to call them. And I do believe in boundaries. I'm just trying to figure out, this is inside now, I'm trying to figure out like what is a healthy boundary you have to communicate your boundaries or else people don't know that your boundaries are up there and like then they're just crossing this line and they don't know it and you're just even more triggered and upset and angry so you have to communicate okay just another thing i want to say um you, you can't like live in your own boundary walls and be like okay this is love it's like that's what I'm trying to ask the Lord. Like, Lord, I'm I'm confused about this because there are situations where I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, truly, I cannot keep self-sabotaging this. I have to put up some boundaries here. I have to communicate them. And so I feel like sometimes boundaries can be a form of loving yourself well and being like, hey, I actually can love you better if we have some open communication, if we have some groundwork. So maybe that's, now that I'm processing out a little bit more, maybe... Um, but also if we disagree, that's okay too. I am just trying to say like, we can't be like, oh, I'm hurt. You don't get love. Um, and I'm not like excluding myself from those conversations. I have them probably more frequently than I would like to admit. Where it's like, you've hurt me. I'm going to push you away. And then it's like, wait, I'm not actually even loving you. Or, or the good old fashioned Christianese, when I'm going to love you from afar. It's like, what does that mean? <laughs> Um, and I think all those things have validity, but I hope you hear what I'm saying. We have to have love in our hearts. We have to truly have love in our hearts and not just say, man, I wish I'm, I, I wish you well. Still talk about you every time I can. I still uh, cry whenever I hear your name or have so much hurt and anger that I don't even know what to do with it. Like, oh, what? That's not love. We gotta, we gotta work that out. We gotta see what's going on there. We have to really do some uh, digging there but I think I'm getting off topic now I think Paul everything that he said is good and true and even some things that he says get a little overlooked but I think spiritual gifts are great they're super valuable and I think people should look into them 
and to really ask the Lord, what are, what are my gifting, giftings, Lord? What have you gifted me with? Maybe I know, maybe I don't, and maybe I'm going to continue to explore in this. But also, Lord, like, help me to love more than anything. Help me to, to desire to love like you and to have love like you and to give love like you. And so, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the goodness and the truth and the convicting and the maybe the little prickling of our heart that doesn't feel super great, but that we know that you are beckoning and welcoming us into your presence and into your arms. And you say, I would love to show you what this looks like. I love your questions. I would love to answer them. Come and be in this with me. And so, Lord, we just trust you that you are safe and that when we seek you, we find you and that we can learn how to love safely and because love is safe it just is that's one of the attributes and maybe not in from paul's writings but it, it is an attribute of who you are so therefore it has to be and so i pray god that we would really just desire to love that way and to look for love that way and um i pray that you would help us that we i thank you god that we can't do any of this uh in our own strength and we shouldn't think that we can. Um, but Father, I thank you for your word and I thank you for your goodness and your kindness and your mercy that follows us all of our days. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Dailyaudiobible.com is our website. That is a place of connection so you can see what is happening here in the community, how to get connected and stay connected. So be sure to check that out. That is all for today. I'm China. I love you and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Good morning, family. This is Adrian, his mighty tortoise from Maryland. Uh, I have a request this morning for my best friend. He's been my best friend for 27 and a half years and his wife, um, they've been married for 50 and a half years. So, um, but they are, they're 76 ish. Yeah, he's 76. So yeah, she's 76 too. She'll be 77 in in January and he'll be 77 in June. So yeah, um, they've got aging issues and um, just, and it's getting worse. He's got dementia now and that's getting worse plus a myriad of other issues. And she's got some issues herself. She's got, she was recently diagnosed with macular degeneration and she has Crohn's disease and just other issues, but he's a very stubborn man and has always been, but his dementia is making him more stubborn. And uh, she just told me this morning that he's not doing anything that the doctors tell him to do. And she's about ready to pull her hair out. So please pray for Trudy and Lou. Um, pray for her health, that God keeps her healthy to take care of him. But please pray that he will... Um, Please ask God to work through his dementia and have him cooperate with her and with the doctors. That That's all we need. Um, please relieve his illnesses, his various issues, but he needs to work with the doctors and to work with her and not be a pain in the butt. <sighs> Thank you so much. And I'm there by phone. They're an hour away and I can't get there that often. But. They just need help, all the help they can get. Thank you so much, family. This is your friend, Adrian in Maryland. Hi, Tabsi family. This is Tabby from Kenya. 
I'm calling today because it's China's birthday to celebrate you China and say happy birthday um, in honor of you I have done a quick Google search and found that between where you are and where I am which is Nairobi Kenya there's about eight, more than 8,000 miles of physical distance and sometimes in life China we do things little things in obedience to God and his calling but we don't know whether they are impactful and I wanted to call you and assure you that your obedience in starting Dub C has been amazingly impactful you have reached me all the way 8,000 miles away and helped me read through the Bible for the first time in a year almost well almost we are almost done this with this year and I intend to continue thank you China for your obedience Make God bless you. May you continue to be favored, loved. May you continue to hear his voice and obey him and to be impactful. Thank you. Thank you for the gift that you've given us. And may God bless you for your kindness and your obedience. We pray for Reagan. We pray for Ben and your whole family. Um, may God bless you, China. You are, I feel like you're in my family and I love you. Thank you. May God bless you and keep you. I just came here to celebrate you today and to pray a blessing over you and to assure you that you have had an amazing impact to so many of us. And right now, to me, 8,000 miles away. Thank you, China. God bless you. This is Jersey Jane for Jesus. It is Sunday the 27th. And I just heard, I believe you said your name was Nora Lee from Boynton Beach. Oh, sister, you're in pain because of your relationship with your mother. It sounds like she wasn't really there for you growing up. But I heard you say you forgive her. And that's exactly how Jesus is. He said on the cross, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Your mother does not know what she does, does not know what she did. She ignored you. She didn't help raise you up. It wasn't her fault. There was something not right with her. And you do not need to drag that down into yourself. You go about strong, sister. Put on the armor and believe that you know God is with you. Jesus is there. He's here right now. You will see him one day, but right now you know where he is, that he sees you. So go forward. I know it's hard, but just go forward one step at a time in his mighty name. God bless. Good morning, Dabsy. This is Tanya calling from Suffolk. Today is Sunday, November 27th. I wanted to lift up Stephanie calling in from Florida along with her son, um, not reaching out to them. Heavenly Father, I just want to say thank you, Lord, that we love you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we know that you can do all things but fail. 
Heavenly Father, I lift up Stephanie and her son to you, Lord. I'm asking, Lord, that you continue to have your protection around him, Heavenly Father. I'm asking, Lord, that you unharden his heart, Heavenly Father, and allow him to accept Jesus Christ as his Savior. I'm asking that you allow him to reach out to his family. As Stephanie stated, he knows that his family love him, Heavenly Father. And I'm just trusting and believing in you, Lord, that you will bring them closer together than ever, Father. And just continue to stand on your word, Lord, and believing that it's already done. And I just want to say I love you. And Lord God, just continue to strengthen them, Heavenly Father, and their weaknesses, Lord. Whatever that her son is going through, Heavenly Father, I'm asking that you be that light, Lord. Be that peace, Lord God. Be that salvation, Lord God. I just want to thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Dabsy, as always, I love you guys and continue to be encouraged.